what's up, everybody? Welcome to our channel. We're offended. You're offended. I'm Kim, and I don't ever know how to done. do this properly. That's Tyler. Yeah, my other half. You don't know how to do this properly. <laughs> I'm Kim, and Tyler, and that's Tyler over there. I know it just sounds so funny. And the funny thing is, I'm pointing, and you're not even here. <laughs> like, and that's Tyler. I'm pointing at your photo that I'm looking at on the computer screen. Yeah, hey, pretending bro. we're talking. We are talking. We're well, not I, pretending to talk. We are talking. <laughs> no, this is all make-believe. It's pretend. No, I meant like I was pretending you were in front of me. Oh, God. Okay. Nope. Uh, surely weird. I'm not. <laughs> this just got weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, welcome, everybody. Um, you know the drill. Like, subscribe, thumbs up, thumbs down, leave a comment, share us. Share, 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 because we like being passed around. We like being shared with everybody. Yes. We love people's grubby fingers touching us. No, I'm just kidding. Not about the sharing, but about the grubby fingers touching us. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you can listen to us on YouTube, Rumble, Anchor, Spotify, and anywhere else you want to listen to your podcast. Check us out on our Facebook page. And our Instagram, which will all be listed in the description box below. So before we start, I had heard that um, I was listening to this news article that Jamie Lynn Spears has been suspended as conservator for Britney Spears. Woo! <laughs> Insert cheering here. <laughs> And I'll be very surprised if there are some criminal charges or she just doesn't start suing the fuck out of people. Well, her I lawyer. Mean, the poopy doodle out of people. <laughs> well, her lawyer did say that he was going to, or that they were going to be looking at charging people and stuff like that. So that is very exciting for the first time. And it's not that Jamie stepped down. Nay, nay. He was suspended. That, that gave me just the biggest smile. I'm like, fuck yeah. Yeah, you got suspended, you bitch. Oh, that made me feel so good. Maybe, maybe we are finally going to see Britney Spears be free once and for all. My fingers are crossed and I'm rooting for you, girl. And spread her legs and fly. <laughs> if that's what she chooses, yes. She can spread whatever she wants if she's free, finally. Yeah. So that's exciting. Oh, that's good. Yeah. All right, uh, we got a bunch of, uh, God, if, if people don't think that there's some craziness going on, we got quite a few, uh, quite a few things to paint a bit of a, not a bleak picture, but, uh, okay. All right, I'll, you know what, I'll, I'll just, I'll just say it, and, uh, yeah. So we have, we have several articles pulled up. <clears throat> Quebec is uh, from uh, Global News, and it's, it's, uh, and it's titled, Quebec Nurses Ordered to Suspend Licenses of Unvaccinated Members as Government Deadline Looms. So, yeah, uh, Quebec government is looking at firing. Um, this one article says 4,000 people are going to be fired. Um, 4,000. Yeah, so now I'm this, guessing this is, these are medical professional people like nurses and doctors and stuff they're referring to in this? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so it, in this one article, they're saying four thousand dollars and um, thousand people, a, a billion dollars, a billion dollars in order to, as this article puts it, to seduce nurses to stay in a network. Uh, so, sorry, what? They're looking at spending a billion dollars in order to encourage people to stay. So what exactly are they going to be doing with this million dollars, I might add? Are they going to be like, hey, you, you get the vaccine, you dirty, unvaccinated person. I'm going to give you 10 grand. How about that? Like, what What, what are they going to do? I don't understand. Or is this going to be a, a, like a Manitoba thing, you know, where they're like, hey, if you guys get vaccinated, we're going to put you into a draw to win a million dollars. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly. Uh, many worry how Quebec's health network network will be able to cope with the loss of many more nurses. So this this is one thing. So these aren't like everyone, you know. I think we brought this up last episode about, or well, we brought it up a few times. Like nurses were held heralded as as heroes, and and we should be listening to them and all this stuff. Okay, well, aren't we kind of listening to them? Like, are are we like are we or are we not now? And I, I mean, we as in like the government is saying, hey, we don't need these people. But during a pandemic, isn't it a really dumb idea to fire a bunch of people? So we have that one. Doctors fear possible Thanksgiving COVID-19 spike. Is this uh, a different Christmas plans. Yes. And so this is a different one. So it's like they're already they're already priming more and more of this stuff so they're firing a bunch of people and then they're saying hey don't do this don't do this don't do this okay so there's another article okay now let's continue on to the next one the largest health network in all of canada from ctv news toronto hospital network to require organ transplant patients to be fully vaccinated against covid19 so this one i i i heard a rebuttal to it and okay, I I can I can kind of understand I can I can get the the cost analysis side like literally just the dollars of it, not thinking of hey this is a person. Um, so the decision, one carefully debated by doctors at Toronto's University Health Network, affects some forty three hundred Canadians waiting for a donor organ to become available, as well as those who come after them. And so this uh, Dr. Atul Humar, who's the director of uh, the University Health Network, says, from a medical point of view, we all felt quite strongly that this was needed. So we've been having a discussion on how best to formulate this policy. Okay, I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, you know, an, an idiot. I don't, I don't know anything. But it seems really... So I was seeing a a discussion with, uh, well, I was following Dr. Zoom and saying, hey, like there's some hospitals that are, are refusing it. And the argument he said was, well, when you're on an organ transplant, you're on immunosuppressants, and you're, you're on, on, uh, on medication for the rest of your life in order to, so your body doesn't reject this, this organ and you die. And he made a couple other points. 
um, I guess regarding an article or a decision in particular, but I, I'm torn on this because you're literally having a hospital. Well, you're having a government body. Well, I don't even know if you would consider the UHN a government body, but it's like you have a government, I don't know, I guess. Well, you, you have you have people that are deciding what you can and cannot do with your body with regards to a a transplant. So and they're saying here that th this is the crazy statistics that they have. According to statistics provided by the uh, University Health Network, unvaccinated patients face a 12% higher risk of organ rejection and a 30% higher uh, chance of dying from COVID-19. So, you know, similar to the, the other statement of, well, you, you're on immunosuppressant, so your body doesn't fight this transplant organ and you die. And so... I don't know. What do you? What do you? Well, hold uh, on. Here. Okay. Carry. Okay. So then, um, uh, the other one was. Okay, so uh, from the National Post, thousands of unvaccinated healthcare workers in Quebec could be suspended at the end of the week. About fifty-five hundred nurses and or and medical personnel are going to be fired. They're already looking at having the military come in and do that. The National Post one. Yeah. So they're already looking. And so uh, uh, the, the one clip that I have is around 3,000 nurses and 2,500 patient attendants remain unvaccinated against COVID-19. Um, and that the province was already short around 5,000 nurses. So you're going to have a deficit of 10,000 medical professionals. And you're going to fire more and more. So this is where. It, this isn't about immunization. It's literally it's like a, a sub cost fallacy. It's like we've spent all this money. And now we need to kind of verify or justify the money that we've spent. OK, but what did you want to what did you want to say? I don't know. Ah, uh, see. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't know. I really, I don't know. Like, okay. I can see, see, I can see both sides and things. Eh. So I can understand. Oh man. Okay. Forcing people to do something is not right. Like, I, I it just, no, I, I don't feel like that's the right thing to do at all. And the way that they're forcing people right now is actually quite disgusting. And it, I had actually was listening to um, a different podcast today. Um, sorry, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I only listen to my own. <laughs> but I was listening to a different podcast today. It was um, a Louder with Crowder podcast. And they had had a clip from the president who is basically saying that like people are going to get vaccinated or like they're going to start taking away 
things from them and make it very difficult for them. Um, AKA yeah. their jobs, they're going to lose their jobs, stuff like that. So I, I feel like the way people are going about this is not right. Like Dr. Zubin has mentioned before in other podcasts, when you have somebody who you don't trust already that is now telling you, you have to do this. It's going to cause people to step back. Even people who were, you know, wishy-washy about getting the vaccine, but kind of leaning more towards it. Well, now this asshole over here that I can't stand is telling me I have to get it or else. It causes people to be defiant. It causes people to throw their hands up and go, oh, no, 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 no. You are not going to force me to do this. So a lot of the people that they could have mm, swayed I guess, or convinced to get the vaccine by doing other manner or means by maybe explaining things, giving them a little bit more information, making them feel safe about it. Well, now by being forced to, it doesn't feel so safe. Like that's, that's where the huge disconnect comes and people don't seem to be understanding that. And a lot of people are just so just roll up your sleeve, just get it. Okay, fine. If you are one of those people, can you not understand how um say okay so we got biden in there right now so i'll be talking to the people who are we're say um very anti-trump now if trump were doing things like this somebody who you didn't trust that was in office is literally forcing it down your throat telling you you have to take this or else tell me you wouldn't be like yeah i don't trust you and you're going to force me to do this like put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a minute Now, that being said, so I'm pretty sure everybody understands my stance on this. I I think that the way that they're doing things are wrong. Um, Whether the vaccine is a good thing or not, the way that they're going about it is not a good thing. And they are ripping people apart and making people feel a lot more hesitant about getting something that they probably would have been easily swayed into getting. Or I don't like saying swayed, but... Would have been uh, convinced, I guess, with some more yeah. information. But okay, people who have organ issues now they have a really shitty immune system, and I have always, I guess, kind of from the beginning, before this all became something that was a mandatory "you have to or else" thing. I was always very, you know what, like, I'm not too sure about it for myself, but if you have a really shitty immune system, I think you should get it. Like, you should try it because if it's going to help, great, at least it'll help. And people with organ failures and stuff like that, they have really bad immune systems. So them not being vaccinated, let's just say, if the vaccine helps even a little bit, even a little bit, I, I, I feel like they should. Um, being forced to, no. But I feel like they should because they're already at high risk. Now, you think of how hard it is for an, somebody who needs an organ to get an organ. You're on a very long wait list. I don't know how it is in the States, but I know in Canada, you're on a very long wait list. And if you get that organ before you die, you're lucky. So yeah, it's it's not uncommon for for people to die in our healthcare system just waiting for something to come. 
Yeah, waiting for specialists, waiting uncommon. for organs, whatever. So the fact that you're waiting so long to get this organ, and you know what? This organ just happened to be a perfect match for you. And then what? You're going to get the organ and then potentially end up getting COVID. And that organ and you are going to be up to waste. Like it's, it sounds really bad, but I kind of get it. Like when I, you're, I'm not, I'm not. I get it too. I get it too, to an extent. You're so, and I've said over and over again, I, you know, everyone, the the stupid memes about, you know, a tombstone and I did my own research. Oh, okay. So you you looked into the information yourself and now look at you, you fucking moron. Like that's, that's the kind of way that I've always looked at that is no, people are seeking information. Like, you know, we have the some knowledge of the universe, or at the very least, no, actually, even our universe, because we can look up any article about, you know, discoveries in in our solar system, in you know, in the Milky Way galaxy, things they've discovered discovered in the universe. We can find that information, all the way from you know microbes, like you know germ theory, all the way up to you know the the largest. The celestial bodies in in the universe. We have so much more information, and and potential. You know what? And that's unfortunately and unfortunately, that's what happens when you have freedom of. Well, unfortunately, in Canada, we don't have freedom of speech. We have compelled speech. We have speech that that if you hurt someone's feelings, you can be charged for it. Okay. Which is really sad My, that they're the Americans are like literally throwing that away. Like they're 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 losing their free speech. They really are. Well, and and I'll and I'll say I, I understand it because I, you know I've made this argument to other people that are just you know what just so what the government's doing that so what okay and I, I've made this argument before okay so let's say a a very fundamental religious person was was uh was a prime minister and they're saying they're they're trying to enact policies or compel people to say certain things or not say certain things like hey you know what when i'm prime minister god damn it is illegal you cannot say that because that is actually offensive okay so let, let's hypothetical situation let's say me i i don't believe in god personally and if i said hey anyone that speaks about religion that hurts my feelings so you're going to be charged for uh for offensive language do you understand the the contradiction that's saying hey what you're saying is offensive to me yeah so so ignore it if you don't like it or uh, you know what it ideally what i would love what i would love in a free and democratic society you say something i don't like and i could say hey let's talk about that one of my pet peeves one of my pet peeves is when something miraculous happens and people say thank god so let's say a a surgeon does something that someone should not have come back from. They did a surgery. 
that they, um, I don't know, say, say someone, I don't know, they had to restart their heart or they had to do a heart transplant, which is very hard to do. And at the end of it, they say, oh, thank God. What do you mean? This doctor, this doctor probably studied for eight to 10 years so that he could do this. Just did a 24 hour surgery. (laughs) Yeah. And like, my first thing would be, thank you, doctor. Thank you, nurses. Thank you for doing such an amazing job. That would be my first thanks, but I don't know. See, but I, I could say, hey, if you say thank God to someone, that's illegal. That's why the, the kind of talking about this type of stuff, the, you know, the uh, with ha- us having so much knowledge and so much information available to us. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's how things used to be. You used to be able to find information and have a discussion with someone. You could talk to someone about, you know, you could talk to your neighbors and just say, hey, you know, I think this. And they'll go, ah, no, that's kind of messed up. No, I, I would think this. And you still, you two just get along. But now it's, we're, we're, it's crazy because now we've become so conditioned to, you know, the types of things on social media, like Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, like it was and I've said this before, I see, I was sent a video and it, it, it hurt my head seeing it and people agreed with it. And I'll, and I'll, you know what, I'll, I won't, I'll, I'll, I, you know what, whatever, I'll kind of rebut to the video because it was a video about Jen Psaki showing a, and I think I talked about this before. It was a, an, an info, uh, like an infographic about the amount of debt Trump had. And now the amount of debt the um, the Democrats had, like, but but that's not true. Like, just look at independent independent information. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not necessarily. Well, I would say I'm probably more pro Trump because, yeah, sorry, I'm more of a populist. I'm I'm more of a someone that thinks people should have the the power, not people be afraid of the government. Call me crazy. Every time governments have gotten so big, you know, hey, look at Australia. Australia is a beautiful example when the government no longer fears its citizens. You have women getting choked, people getting slammed to the ground, people being arrested for leaving their home. Like, and, and, and I'll say that anyone that finds that justifiable, that that is all right, <laughs> you're literally the people that allowed Nazi Germany to flourish. Extreme, extreme point. I know, extra, very. What? It's I'm not even a Nazi just... sympathizer? No. I'm a Nazi sympathizer? No. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you are. Instead of standing up, instead of saying, hey, government, what you are doing is wrong. People are just, oh, well, I'll just keep my head down and, you know, this will blow over me. You know what? A, a lot of people, like, and everyone makes a comparison with Nazi Germany. Okay, I, I, okay, wh- wh- take another one. Take any other major communist country. Do you want to go with 
uh, Joseph Stalin, you know, with, with, with Stalinism. Do you want to, do you want to, should we make that comparison? Putin? Stalin. Joseph Stalin. No, I know. I just said, and, or, or Putin, you know, like the thing is you can take extremists from anywhere. Like the thing is like this attitude that people are exhibiting right now are the attitude of what you would classify as more extremists. So you have places <laughs> Middle Eastern and stuff like that, that you'd have like the extremists and bad things happen. Well, what do you think is happening now? Yeah, it's um, so. Uh, I'm sure people have heard this, or heard me say this, but statism. What is statism? In political science, statism is the doctrine that the political authority of the state is legitimate to some degree. This may include economic and social policy, especially in regard to taxation and the means of production. Sorry, I'm I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of, of the government saying that X, Y, and Z is right. Since 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 when? I I don't like. I I don't I don't understand how people could look <clears throat> could look at Australia and say that's right. I personally don't understand how anybody could look at another person being harmed and sit there and say that's okay because this is for the. I don't know the greater good. If that's the, the greater the, good, the line you want to give yourself, like this is for the benefit of everybody. So that person being held down against their will and injected with something—that's good. I, I, I wouldn't even say that. Like, let's not even go to to that that point. Okay, the the government is forcing you to yeah, more or less hold you down. But it's it's worse than just that. Its government is now dictating your day-to-day activities to the point of you can't... So, okay, here, here. Okay, so Kim, think of this. Okay. I like thinking. Well, tough shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, I dictate where you can go to work. I get to dictate how you get to work. I dictate what type of food you can have. Shouldn't that not be, wouldn't you be like, I have no autonomy. I can't do anything without the government's approval. I would feel like a child. I I would feel like I would not, that, that I can't do anything on my own, that you are literally telling me what I can and cannot do. I, I would feel like a child. And I think that, like, that's, that's, that's what's crazy that some people are just, yeah, well, maybe if they just did it, well, you know, maybe if the not, or the, the Germans uh, or the Jews just, just did what they had to do. What did they have to do? They complied. A lot of them actually complied. Look at, like I said, it's like Joseph Stalin. People complied their way into starvation and death. Some of the largest deaths happened because the government said, you know, they, it's called a command economy. The government commands the economy. And, like, I, I've seen, um, I was actually asking someone about this. 
Why is government in the business of real estate? Huh? Why is government in the business of real estate? How are they in the business of real estate? Look, did you look at our, our elections? What were they talking about? Oh, we're going to get a, a handle on uh, housing prices. Why? Since when was that? Since when was a government's job to regulate the housing industry? I, I didn't even know that. See, this is again how well I follow politics, but um, what? That doesn't make any why, sense to me. Why is why is government in like trying to control the housing market? That sounds as silly as going to a pet store for house insurance. Why? Because one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. I go to the pet store to take care of my pets, not to get house insurance. I, why, why would they know anything about house insurance? That's not their job. It's a pet store. The government, it's not their job to deal in real estate. How, how does that have anything to do with the government? Well, and, and okay, so, um, no, that's, that's actually a really good point. So, why is the government so heavily, like, it's not just necessarily that the government is involved, like, I, to an extent, I, I accept our, you know, our, our public health care. Okay. I, I can agree with it to an extent. But everyone complains that our, our health care system is broken. It's, it's not working. How long are people sitting waiting for a, a doctor's appointment? How long do you get to speak with your doctor about real problems? I, I mean, yeah, no, I completely agree with that 100%. The only thing is, though, in the States, I mean, yeah, you can get things done right away if you have the insurance and the money for it. If you don't, guess what? You're no better off. Yeah, well, you're worse off, but that's why I'm, yeah. I'm a fan of, of a... Of like a, a two-tier system, public and private. Maybe public is you know baseline, and you can supplement with private insurance or private hospitals. I know BC and Alberta have already looked at, and they have some of them. Um, well, I know BC for sure. I haven't looked all that much into Alberta, but I think there there's some other provinces that I have looked at it having private hospitals or private clinics. Why 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 is that not a thing? Secondly. Why is business, or why are why are why is our government involved in in corporations? Yeah, I, I'm I'm sitting here and thinking about everything that the government actually has their hands in. Shh. They literally control everything. Everything. The educational systems, your work, now homes. What gas prices? Companies? Well, that's what they, they 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 fight for gas prices. They, they literally fight for gas um, price by either saying a company can or cannot drill in certain places. Which, okay, I can understand to an extent, but it's like you know, like you, you remember when that <coughs> with that Greta Thunberg was saying, "Oh, we need to get off." We need to get off, um, like, petroleum. We need to get off gas. We need to get off diesel. 
Like not 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 in 2023. Not in oh, what is no? I think she said not in in 2020. Not in 2021. Now. No, I don't know that. I don't listen to the news. I'm just a girl. I'm dumb. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know things. But so when you have a, a like, you know what? And I, and I, I, I'm a big fan of renewable technologies, things that are less damaging to the environment. You know, I'm a fan of that. I'm cool with, you know, not doing so much damage to the environment. We have a lot of laws and regulations that companies have to comply with. Our own, we have our standards in Canada. But to then, and I, and I think I brought this up before. It's called carbon leakage. Ew. Did, I, did I talk to you about that? No, but leakage just sounds gross. Yeah, so the, so the idea is, so let's say you have a manufacturing company in Canada. Okay, and I, you know what, I'm just, I'm just throwing out numbers. I don't actually, I, I don't pay attention that much to how much CO2 a company pumps out into the air. So well, why let's not? Say, you should know everything. God. Uh, you know, I try, I try to, I try to be so educated and informed in everything that I talk about, but you know, I don't have to be because I can, I can look at something and think, does that make sense? So you do a sniff test? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, a lot of people do a sniff test on, so, you know, like our hospitals things. Okay. We're going to, we ha- we're actively dealing with a pandemic, but we're also going to tell nurses that, Hey, unless you're vaccinated you know, kick the kick to the curb. But aren't we dealing with a pandemic where our, our healthcare system is already strained and they're saying, oh, you know, hospitals are at and overflowing. So, so let's shoot ourselves in the foot while we shoot ourselves in the, in the neck to solve this problem. Like we're already shot in the foot because our healthcare system gets overloaded during a bad flu season, it gets overwhelmed during a flu season. So now when we're dealing with an act, you know, an active pandemic, well, we're going to shoot ourselves in the neck so that we have no way of dealing with this period. And it's just, it's, it's just, I, um, so this, this okay, Here, here's my crazy conspiracy theory. So, Wait, hold on. Let me go get my tinfoil hat. Yeah, everyone hat up. <laughs> okay. So, the hospitals were able were able to manage, uh, you know, I'm using that term loosely. They dealt with, with the, the, the problems that they had in front of them. Okay. So now that things have I want to say have leveled off, but the Delta variant has shown to be Less deadly, but more transmissible. And from from the information I've been able to find, that's quite common for viruses. It is better that a virus gets less deadly so that it can replicate more. Yes, and why is that? Because viruses typically don't want their host to die. They need it's a, something it's a to side live effect. in. Oddly enough. Its host dying is a negative side effect to the virus, not yes. to the carrier, not to the host, to the virus. 
as like that sounds so weird to say it being deadly is bad yeah that's not what it wants <laughs> it definitely will adapt like you said to make it so that they are more transmissible transmittable oh my god but they don't want the host to die so yeah it being more transmittable but less deadly that's a win yeah so like the the flu that we have right now is a very very subdued version of the spanish flu and you know there are some other ones but one of the common ones is a severely less uh deadly spanish flu that it's mutated to be less deadly but it transmits easier so here's here's my conspiracy theory so the delta variant has shown to be less deadly more transmissible like can you I, can see you can see it in the numbers can i cut like, you off there no what uh, <laughs> sorry i okay when you get a covid test do they tell you oh you have the delta variant or do they just uh, say that you have covid can they just say you have covid exactly can their covid tests even determine which variant it is that you have I don't know. I haven't. I haven't looked into that personally. I, I, I would. I would assume no. From what I've heard, it can't. So how do they know it's actually the Delta variant, not just the original variant? Like that's uh, what I don't understand. See that I. I don't know, and I couldn't even speculate. I'd have to actually look into that. I don't know. I don't know. Let's. Uh, we need scientist friends. People who work in like was that microbiology. Yeah, but okay, but so okay, anyway. so here, here, stop, fuck. So here's my conspiracy theory. Okay, so the hospitals have more or less been able to manage with this virus, more or less. Okay, yes, some have been over, have been overwhelmed in in terms of the capacity. Okay, I I get that, but now that it's becoming less deadly, and like I said, you can see it in the numbers, and. As the, the COVID cases seem to be falling, they do seem to be tapering down. The deaths are kind of, they're lagging behind. So it might be from, from the information I was able to find. Um, it could be up to a month or so before we notice death rates start falling. And, I, you know, I get, I, get, um, I get news sent right to my phone. I get notifications all the time about... Um, about uh you know like covid numbers anything that's happening so um you know i'll see like it's like 700 new cases two people died well that's that's great i i i don't mean Not for great, the for the but... for the i don't mean for the people dying but <laughs> okay so like you're, you're seeing it, that that information in real life Okay, more people might be getting, uh, might be getting the virus, but our death rates are seem to be falling quite substantially. And I think, that, like, that's good. That's a good sign. It means that the virus is becoming less deadly, or it already killed the people that were the most susceptible to it. Now it's you know kind of dealing with the ramifications of maybe some outliers, maybe some people in that have like, you know, some type of remission of maybe uh, um, um, illnesses. So, 
So here's here's my thought. So COVID is becoming less deadly. Policies are getting more and more strict. Governments are already looking into having army fill those positions. That's pretty screwed up. Why is it the government like why is it why would the military be involved in for healthcare more and more? Having, you know, like there's there's things in the states where they're saying they're having military drive skid kids in school buses. They're what? having Yeah. What? So I'm okay, pretty so sure he, someone didn't join the military to drive a bunch of gremlins to school. Look it up. Please. Please <laughs> prove me wrong. But <laughs> but so you know, now there's more talk about military doing more and more stuff. So I think it is more more opportunities for the government to say hey we just we have you know at, at some point we'll have to we'll have to install military on every corner because the police are firing on or are are quitting on mass police don't want to be policemen or police women like they don't want to do the job anymore a lot of police are leaving the force on mass so, okay, now the military needs to come in and do the job of the police. They need to take, take the job of uh, bus drivers. They need to take the job of health care workers. State's National so Guard to help with busing students to school. A growing issue in the states across the country. Mm-hmm. What the shit? So 250 guard personnel will be available to serve as drivers of school transportation vans uh, the begin training Tuesday with some of 90 of them being initially developed in four diverse cities north of Boston, Chelsea, Lawrence, Lowell, Lynn, whatever, blah, 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 blah. The guard troops will complete vehicle training like any other school transportation worker and operate transportation vans known as 7D vehicles, not familiar or not the familiar yellow school buses, according to the governor's office. This is insane. 250. So it's like the government will take control of 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 mandatory or not mandatory but necessary infrastructure. So they're not using school buses, but they're using a different type of vehicle. I'm a little skeptical about that. You see, in Australia, they're talking about these COVID camps, literally quarantine camps or uh, concentration camps. But they're not expected to be done by 2024. So the big push, and, and so there was one article I was looking at. Um, where was it now? Wait. What? Hold on. They're building COVID camps. In Australia. Okay. Yep. But they're not going and to be done until 2024. That's two years down the road. They're not going to be yep. done. Yeah, they're not going to complete the project until 2024 is when they're expecting. So, uh, you know, 
like am I am I see, am I just seeing things that I don't want to see? Am I jumping to conclusions to things that shouldn't that I shouldn't? Like I'm just looking at the information. Yeah, and, and you know what? I said, you know, thing with Mark Twain, I'll bring it up again. History doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. So it can start with, hey, you have you have a you know, yeah, you have a virus now. Oh, well, you know, we've outlawed this type of speech. You were using someone's uh, improper pronouns. So, you know, you get sent to a detention facility. Oh, you're immunocompromised. You're, you know, put in whatever excuse you want. You're now, you're, you're allowing this to happen. And I'll say, in Australia, government has no fear of its citizens. And I think a, a healthy government should be terrified that its citizens are going to do something. Instead of just, oh, well, I got elected. I'm going to do what I want now. I got, I got elected on, you know, uh, um, you know on, on these issues. Now that I'm in, eh, I don't work for you anymore. You can see time and time again with the Conservative Party. They were kicking people out because, I don't know if they were a threat to uh, Mr. O'Toole's power or because they were speaking up, they were speaking out. Okay, so now what? People that speak out against the government? Eh, you go away. Okay, but so to complete, to complete my conspiracy theory, keep fucking interrupting me. <laughs> So Maybe. you keep saying shit. That's making me go, uh, say what? <laughs> <laughs> so government is becoming more and more involved. They're installing more and more military to do what private citizens should be doing, not the military. And I understand people are going to say, well, if people aren't going to do the job, obviously the government has to step in. Uh, no. Since when? Since when was that government's job? I'm already pissed that our government is control of uh, our, our liquor. Our government is in control of um, our insurance. Our government is in control of our healthcare system. Where our government, like, and, and okay, so to complete the conspiracy theory, there's food shortages all over the place. Things now cost more. So here's one article that I have pulled up. From Kraft Heinz says people must get used to higher food prices. There was where is that line? Um, is that in the BBC? Well, there's yes, the one from BBC. But so they're saying during the pandemic, many countries saw production of raw materials ranging from crops to vegetable oils fall. Measures to control the virus as well as illness, limited output and delivery. As economies have restarted, the supplies of these projects haven't been able to keep up with returning demand, leading to higher prices. Higher wages and energy prices have also added to the burden of manufacturers. Okay. So this is another one. This was from Taste of Home. Seven items you might not find in your grocery store. So one, one quote that I have was, 
It's because of labor shortages and supply chain issues. From food manufacturers to grocery stores, there simply aren't enough people to make the goods. Move the goods and sell the goods, says Jim Dudelik. 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 A representative for the National Grocers Association. So, people, uh, like, what do you expect to happen? So, uh, has anyone seen the, uh, read the book Atlas Shrugged? Have you seen that, no. Kim? No. Or read it? No. Uh, so, sorry for anyone. You know what, actually, I, I, I actually just got it on, on Audible, and so I'm going to, to, to be listening to it. But it's the basic idea of someone tried to stop production. And they succeeded. They brought uh, a a country's economy to a standstill. And it caused a panic. So, you know, if you think of, like, say, like, V for for Vendetta. Well, what was that? The government, because of a virus, the government took control of everything. The government had to take control of everything. And then what? The government kept taking control of more and more and started oppressing people more and more until that little girl was shot. And they say that that was the shot heard around the world and it started a revolution. So, um, I think I brought this up before. Like, if people, people keep compromising, then I think the expression goes actually exactly, excuse me, sorry goes exactly you cannot comply your way out of tyranny you know again yeah Germany's the famous one Joseph Stalin is another good one look at uh, Pol Pot and uh, the Khmer Rouge look at look at, at China look at Cuba Venezuela how many more communist countries more command economies do you need to look at and everyone say, well, they just didn't do it right. No, they did it exactly as communism intends, a command economy. I, I don't even have to say communism, a command economy, where the government controls everything, where you own nothing and you will be happy. Remember that from the World Trade Organization or the, the, uh, the fuck was that summit called? Or you will own nothing and you will be happy. So, I think, I think this is more to normalize that the government is stepping in. And you know what? The government, just the government will take care of me. Well, they need to raise taxes. Because the government has had to step in and do all this stuff. And it becomes more and more. You become dependent on them. It, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. For, for At least for me, anyways, I don't want the government involved in anything. I don't trust the government as far as I can throw it. I wouldn't trust the government to run a fucking... Gas bad, station? Let alone a country. That's not their job. At the very least, it's supposed to be... At the very least, it's supposed to be... Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, you went robot for a second, but you're good. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I know someone's phoning me right now. Um, so it's not the government's job. 
So my conspiracy theory is that the government will show that, hey, we need to take control of this stuff, and you can't, uh, you, you should just rely on us. I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, to an extent, I'm, I would be a fan of globalism if everyone was on the same page. Everyone shared the same ideology. Unfortunately, everyone in this world does not share that same ideology. If we could, if, if, you know what, I, I call me greedy, but I don't want to give up the lifestyle that I have. Call me, you know, call me greedy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in that. But I'll say with this caveat, I would give up some of, of my, um, my, my life, uh, or my, my standard of living. If it meant it actually helped people, unfortunately it doesn't, you know, our government says, or, you know, well, even celebrities, well, CO2 is causing waters to, uh, to rise. CO2 is damaging our, our planet almost, you know, irreversibly damaging it. But what are billion, what are the, the, you know, those same people doing? They're buying beachfront property. They're buying private jets. So that's where the sniff test comes in. It's like you're telling me one thing, but you're doing the other. That doesn't, that makes no sense to me. But you, I don't know. All right, say something. I've been going on for too long and I could keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I just keep thinking I, would, I wish I could have one of my old coworkers on right now. I think she'd have a field day. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I don't know. To me, them having their hands in so many things and having control over so many things for me is scary. I mean, if people would actually stop and think of how much control they don't have, I, I, I don't know. It's, uh, hmm. it literally, every aspect of our lives are being dictated to us and what is allowed, what's not allowed. And, we're really, I, I don't know, for, for Canada, that's supposed to be more of a free place. It's starting to look a lot more, well, we're, we're starting to get on that communist bandwagon. It's, I don't know. How did that expression go? You can vote your way into communism, but you have to shoot your way out. Never heard that, but it makes sense. Like, and we are so dangerously close to this. Yes. So we've, we've, we've given up more and more freedoms for, for what? For security. That's like, uh, why don't we go, why don't, like, people that are so afraid of, of risk to the extent that they'll command or demand other people comply to their own fears. And you know what? That's what it is. It is ultimately, people are afraid. They've been whipped up to be scared. 
Yes. I mean, I think with a lot of the shit that's gone on in the media and society and stuff like that has definitely put a huge fear in people to, people to the point where they're acting completely irrationally because they're scared. You know, it's, it's, you know, you're not getting vaccinated. Well, that scares me because I, I don't want to die. I don't want my family to die. And it's your fault if someone dies. So I'm going to take it out on you. You know, like it's a lot of it is played by fear, but I think I don't know, people really need to just stop and start looking around and look what people are becoming. I mean, one thing that I used to love about Canada, well, and it's not even just Canada, it's happening everywhere, but you know, like we were, we were always the nice ones, right? Like, Oh, I'm sorry. And now like, I, I fear that when someone asks like, oh, are you vaccinated? Like for one, to me, it's none of your fucking business, whether I'm vaccinated or not. But like, even if I wasn't, I would be scared to say no. Because like you, you have that fear that this mob is just going to come and attack you. So, okay. So hold on, I'm, I'm, I'm going to segue a little bit. I just had a bit of a thought. So let's say, what if government officials, what if, what if these were kind of uh, a policy? What if they, uh, when they campaigned, they had to be held to what they are campaigning on? Otherwise, we fire them. I had quite a few other ideas, and unfortunately, I didn't write them down. And fuck, were they good? God damn, were they, they were good. And I'm, there was a, a podcast that I was listening to, and I'm going to have to listen to it again because it jarred my memory to to do that stuff or to, to like write that down you know like and um I, I i i've brought this up multiple times that are i think a lot of people have just just accepted it instead of just questioning it. like for me i question i question everything i'm the contrary and i'm the i'm the uh i don't know yeah i guess the contrarian I'll always try to push back to make someone doubt like their their own idea. So I, I don't know. I wonder maybe like governments should be a little more. Uh, I don't know. Maybe like their income is directly tied to like their the 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 average or median income of their constituents. Oh, here we go. Here, oh, they are banned from holding any stocks in any like they have no public stocks they cannot invest in the stock market you know there's a I believe it's a subreddit or maybe no what is is it on twitter i think it's maybe it's on twitter but it's like it's it's something it's like nancy pelosi picks or something like that and it's literally shows the stock picks that nancy pelosi makes because for so for anyone that doesn't know nancy pelosi you know in the united states is i believe she's the house speaker um she is possibly one of the best uh investment brokers i guess you would say you could say even though she's technically not but every single thing she puts money into she makes tons of money her stock picks are 
amazing. Almost, almost like it's a spish. Like, like insider trading is illegal. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know. I thought of you know what? While you are in office, you can have no stocks. You are barred from actually investing in in whether it's in other businesses or in the stock market because you incentivize that. How many people are going to pull, you know, if you're a politician, someone's going to say, hey, just, uh, just a heads up, some new laws are coming, uh, coming around. It is, <laughs> okay, it is literally the people writing the laws Dictating winners and losers. So if I, if I'm if I'm if I'm a political uh, uh, if I'm a, a member of parliament, well, we're going to be voting on uh, you know we're we're going to be banning fossil fuels in five years. Well, I should I should probably pull some of my money out of uh, those traditional petroleum industries. Look at putting them into uh, you know renewable electronic resources. You literally have the inside, you know, the inside lane. So I don't know. I think that I think their their median their income should be tied to the median income of their constituents. I think, um, yeah, they cannot have any public options or any stock options. Period. They are barred from investing in the stock market. Okay, here's another, here's another one. They, any policy put forward has to dictate what that policy is directly going to do. And you know what? This is where things get really hard. Because you have to show, this is what I'm expecting from this bill. If not, that bill is trashed. So someone says... Transparency? Well, if if they say, you know, I'm going to, uh, uh, well, let's say, um, let's say with a recent, uh, you know, banned gun list thing that Trudeau pushed through saying that, oh, well, we're going to look at lowering gun crime. Okay. How much are you expecting gun crime to fall by? And you know what? I, I would be generous. I would say, you know, if he said somewhere between, I don't know, two and 5%, two and 5% of gun crimes would fall. That's a big number. That's a really big number. So I thought, you know, if, if there is no noticeable change in, let's say, gun crimes, for this example, that bill is terminated. It no longer is a law. It is trashed. I like that. That would actually be kind of good. Yeah, I think, I think that would be a great thing. I also think all laws have some type of like a sunset clause, like after five years, this law has to be looked at and evaluated and did it do its intended job? If it doesn't, okay, then it's trashed. I don't know. I like but, that though. I like that you put a bill forward and if nothing if the expected um 
outcome doesn't come to fruition as one projected, then yeah. Peace out, Bill. Yeah. It's funny. I sounded smart for a second until I said, peace out, Bill. (laughs) (laughs) You know, just got to keep it real. (laughs) Can't have people thinking I'm smart and shit. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. That's, I don't know. I think that would be a, uh, some good, things to even consider so their their income is no longer tied to them voting on it like are you going to vote yourself to not have a uh, to get a pay raise yeah there was and I brought this up before I don't know if I said it on a podcast maybe I did or I don't don't, whatever Um, that there was a politician I believe it was in Ontario that voted to lower everyone's uh, lower their their salary during COVID, and not only was that Ugh. struck down. What? Hold on. Who is everyone's salary? Like everyone, or in in politics? In politics, they can't oh. dictate. Well, they're they're not supposed to dictate uh, income, but you know that's that's what they do. Uh, depending uh. on the government, yes, they do. The f- or the provincial government put like ways freezes on a bunch of the provincial government employees and oh I know like that that yeah. was absolutely ridiculous not only wage freezes there was also forced layoffs stuff like that like now yeah they hundred percent dictate that I know I'm I'm saying that they're not supposed to be in charge of people's income but you know somehow yeah. they are you know like the minimum wage thing um I'm sorry. That makes no sense to me. It really makes no sense to me. I understand the the theory of it, but it it makes no sense. Because, so whenever um, minimum wage rises, well, naturally, I think I brought this up before, naturally, the, the price of things has to go up. So if you have to spend like $15 or whatever it is for, for someone to do a job, well, is that job, so like, you are paid in terms of your value. And unfortunately, you know, that's how, how our world works. But I'm, I'm more of a fan of a meritocracy, the best rise to the top. People bitch and moan about Jeff Bezos and his slave conditions and, and everyone, everyone there are, are, um, you know, they're, they're, they're slaves, like they're, they're, they're labor, um, economic slaves. Well, that's weird. Cause like, I, I don't, I don't know the exact inner workings of Amazon and I've, you know, yeah, we've all heard stories that, oh, they time your, your pee breaks and people pee in bottles and all this stuff. I'm like. But it's it's one of the most valuable companies in the world. So, if if there were actual labor law violations, and I'm sure there's some, but there's it's not like the the company's imploding. It's it's making more and more money. Walmart is the same thing. Like people used to say, "Hey, Walmart's a terrible place to live. They they give people, you know, slave wages that they can't afford to to even, you know, even uh even pay for their homes." Okay. 
But where do they live? Like, like Walmart was, uh, whatever that, Walton, I can't remember the guy's first name, Walton, the owner of, uh, or the CEO of Walmart. Okay, but he has, I think he's like the third or fourth richest person, like publicly richest person in, in the world. So, if that's true, then why, why, is, why is that place so big and so successful? So here, here's my crazy idea with, uh, with minimum wages. Do you think, I'm asking you, Kim, do you think, do you think in Toronto, $15 per hour is, would suffice? Would that be enough to live, say, in Toronto? No. Working, say, 40 hours a week? No? No, for the simple fact that I live in Manitoba, and even $15 an hour, I don't think I could have my own place with that. Okay. They're more okay. expensive there. Okay, so let's say, let's say in a small town. Do you think $15 an hour in, say, a small town would be good? Would that be enough, probably, for someone to live? Yeah. Uh, I would say probably just i mean it, it really depends on the town i mean some towns you have you know houses are cheaper than they are in the city other towns not so much but uh, i don't know i mean if you live in a small town you probably don't have to worry about driving back and forth to work you could probably just you know walk or you know so gas and everything would be cheaper but uh <laughs> sorry but um, I I don't know I don't know that house we were looking at where we live by <laughs> we, we we couldn't even do it with with both of us it would, things would be extremely tight something would have to give <laughs> so so, so the reason why I bring this up the reason why I bring this up is uh, a national minimum wage literally doesn't make sense that is like the definition of painting everyone with the same brush so 15 dollars an hour in toronto vancouver calgary probably isn't going to do it you'd probably be looking more at like 20 30 dollars an hour but also so I, I'll, I'll look at i, I look at it kind of like this way think of a video game say like an rpg well when you start at level one okay you got you got a shitty sword you got a shitty sh uh, shield your character isn't very good. And you slowly, you know, you level up, you get some new items. They don't send you to, you know, the end game boss when you're level one. You'd die. You'd fail the game. Or you'd lose at the game. You don't fail a game. You lose at it. Yeah, I remember those games when we played with that one guy. Oh my god. We just kept dying every freaking... I almost said episode. <laughs> Every time we played, we just kept dying. Yeah, that Which? was annoying. Remember when we were playing with uh, Dead Meat's cousin? Oh. He was the, yeah. the DM. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, yeah, that was horrible. For D&D. Yeah. Okay, but so, yeah. You wouldn't start at the end boss. No, you'd, you'd start level one, getting a little bit better. You learn your skills. You find what your character 
you know, to use a, a like a D&D analogy, you learn what your character's good at, what they excel at, okay, then they specialize. Okay, now they have more worth, they have more value. And ultimately, that's what a company is looking for. Well, how much value do you add? So, kind of a, you know, a level one person shouldn't be getting paid the same as a level 20 person. No. 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 So, you know, like I said, I left the city. I, I wanted to move somewhere that was, um, we had more opportunity. Well, I wouldn't say opportunity, but we had more room. It's not, it wasn't as expensive as living in the city. Now, if I wanted to move back to the city, okay, I've probably leveled up enough that I could. But I, I want to. No. Dang, I'm, I'm over the city. I don't want to go back. Nope. <laughs> Wherever we decide to go, it has to be outside of a city. <laughs> Whether it's a, I don't even know if a suburb, but just something small. I don't know. No, but so for you know for a national minimum wage and i understand it's it's supposed to um help lessen you know worker exploitation you know businesses exploiting their workers okay i get that but if safeway just as an example has to pay a stalker um like someone that stocks shelves, not someone that. Like, <laughs> I was laughing to myself when you said, I was like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but someone to stock shelves, if they have to pay them, you know, say 13 bucks an hour and minimum wage, say, goes up to 14 bucks an hour. Okay, but they need to adjust for the amount of money that they're that they're paying this person for. So. You don't really, you don't really get anywhere, and that's kind no. of the, like that's the thing with with, you know, like look at look at the the food shortages we're seeing. You're seeing stuff go up because, sorry, that's that's literally the the type of economy that we live in. You know, scarcity drives up the price. If there were tons of people producing whatever, I don't know, it's, I don't know, baked, I don't know. Well, I guess in the article, baked beans. Okay, then that naturally, because there is so much supply, it drives down the demand, which makes things cheaper. So, with government getting involved in housing and all this other shit, that's not your job. Like, they keep saying, oh, well, we're going to lower cell phone prices. Okay, but isn't, and I understand when, when businesses, they kind of, uh, what's the word? When they collude. You know, they work on price fixing. Okay. Yeah, I could see government getting involved in that. Because that is actually anti-competitive uh, practices. I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not like a, uh, a big, you know, oh, corporations or, uh, you know, government shouldn't be involved in, in, you know, regulating corporations and stuff. No, but I think I think some types of regulations, you know, like uh yeah, anti competitive behavior, collusion, price fixing, yeah. But 
but see, when government starts regulating prices, that's a command economy. Government is saying, hey, you can only buy for this much. Okay. See, I remember when I was younger and naive and our minimum wage would go up, I would get so excited. I'm like, yes, yes, minimum wage is going up. I'm finally going to make more money. But then I grew up and got smart. <laughs> and you get that realization that now when I hear minimum wage is going up, I'm like, great. Because yeah. you know what that means, guys? Cost of living goes up. You never get ahead. They never, okay, well, we're going to put minimum wage up for you to make things easier. There's never a handout. It's, okay, we're going to put minimum wage up uh, because cost of living is going to go up. So you're essentially just going to break even. So uh, here you go. Merry fucking Christmas. Yeah, there's no real... There's no real getting ahead, yeah. There's... You're either falling behind, and in fact, most people are falling behind the rate of inflation. <sighs> so, I don't know. I guess to kind of to, to tie everything kind of back together. So, we're losing a shit ton of nurses, which is costing the government more money. It's actually, hold on, let me rephrase that. It is costing us more money to do, to, to hire the, to hire these nurses now. So, hey, you know what? Nurses are going to be making a killing. You know? Like, they're going to make great money. But the ones that can't be filled, okay, the military is going to step in. Food shortages, supply shortages. People just aren't producing anything. This is crazy. I don't know. We're, we are dangerously close. That I think if food actually becomes priced out and a lot of people are unable to actually buy anything Ooh. It, and it, it's like a crazy number like it's actually really low like most revolutions have happened like because of food food has become became unobtainable and that's a lot of times when revolutions happen yeah so i hear you I think instead of people saying, oh, well, maybe if they just got vaccinated, this would all be done and dealt with. Okay. Here, listen, listen to this. Listen, listen to these numbers. This is, this is on Global News. So, from, uh, I assume since about March, when coronavirus was actually declared, 1.66, or, or closer to like 1.67 million people have been infected. Uh, total deaths? 28,000. At least 88. 88%. That is actually way above the, the number that I was projecting. I was betting about 80%. 88% of people have had at least one dose. 82% are fully vaccinated. A high number. Fuck yeah, it is. The fuck are people bitching? You know, because of the, the, the 18%. The 18% is the reason why, and this is why I say this rhetoric is, is really messed up. 18% is saying, oh, because of them, that's why you don't have Thanksgiving. That's why you don't have a job. That's why, that's why. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. 
if if these if those numbers are correct, hey, you know what? Good. Like we should have been out of this at what at first it was sixty percent, then seventy, then eighty. You know, or you know, the the U.S. is. Uh, wonderful leader was saying 97 to 98%. We don't need that much. Like just on here, pardon me, can't talk all of a sudden, just on here, the percentage of people who need to be immune in order to achieve herd immunity varies with each disease. Yes. For example, herd immunity against measles required 95% of the population to be vaccinated. The remaining 5% will be protected by the fact that measles will not spread among those who are vaccinated. But everybody, well, not everybody knows you can still get COVID even if you're vaccinated because you can't fully vaccinate against a flu. It does. It's not possible. Something like measles or polio well, those things you can be vaccinated against because it's not a viral thing. Like it's not, doesn't have the same bodies as a flu does, especially um, one that has animal whatever in it. Well, yeah, because it, yeah, it actually has uh oh, what was that actual word? It was like animal animal storage or animal something that it can be transmitted to animals. Well, yes. And it derived from animals as well. So it started with animals. It came to us. So those type of viruses, you cannot fully vaccinate against ever. You can help just like when you have the influenza. So influenza. So people get their flu shots and stuff like that every year. Now you're not, it doesn't stop the flu. People still get the flu all the time. It just helps so you don't get as sick. And it's the same that's going to be with even COVID. You're never going to fully eradicate it. It's never going to go away. The only thing that you can do is help make it, uh, I guess, less detrimental to your health. But you're not going to be able to eradicate it. This isn't polio. This isn't the measles. This isn't smallpox. You you can't. It's a completely different virus. Yeah, so I think... uh... You know, I'm sorry I keep quoting Dr. Zubin, but he was saying that this will become endemic. You know, he, he, he's studied that, uh, you know, Delta numbers are already dropping, uh, um, you know, for the population. It's already going down. Great. That's great news. But the the, the real scary thing is, is that governments are going to say, because we went to such extreme measures, we beat the virus. Well, yeah, they're 100% going to think it was them. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's, it's endemic, as in we're going to have it forever. So we just want to get it to that endemic stage faster, which, okay, I, I understand that. But, you know, I don't know, I, I just, I shake, I shake my head at this quite a bit right. like how, how much how much does it cost now for for food oh my god um uh, fuck. i want to say well before i would say spend yeah 350 to maybe 400 dollars every two weeks now i'm spending at least a thousand 
in a month. So it's at least $500, but it's more than that. The prices of things, like the things that I get haven't changed. Like I, I still get the same basic things every paycheck. I'll get a treat in there for uh, me and the kids. Like I'll buy us like pizza or something like that. But the basics, they haven't changed. I'm not buying any more. I'm buying the same amount and I'm spending more than $200, well, about two to $300 a month more than I was before. Yeah, that sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds about right. Insane. Like, it's like, I, I have to pick and choose now where, okay, uh, is, am I going to get necessities or am I going to get food? And if I have to get any of my necessities, well then guess what? Food has to go down. I have to get less food. Yeah. Like the price of necessities even has gone up, but food, meat, oh my God, the price of meat is insane now. Yeah. Come on. It's only going to go up. Yeah. So if, if people were already struggling, um, well, just wait, you've seen nothing yet. Can't wait. But yeah. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I think that was really it. Um, what about your, uh, <laughs> what about your last article you had here about Finland? Oh, about Finland. Yeah. So Finland is joining, uh, couple other um countries to banning um was it denmark and sweden for have uh, banned uh moderna because of the um myocarditis yeah, which is thing. you know that, that inflamed heart um and they're seeing it more and more and i seen one doctor talking about it and they were saying because so there, there's a difference between inner musculature, so taking a vaccine in your in your muscle fibers, is very different than intravenously. So intravenous is when you stick it in a vein and you pump the the that fluid through the vein. So as far as I know, the heart kind of kind of deals with the blood. So with a high concentration of uh, of, the, of that vaccine being pumped directly into into veins, it's actually causing this uh, this heart inflammation to happen. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, the, the the doctor that, that I that I seen talking about it was saying that you're you know before you you vaccinate or before you inject this this solution into someone, you're supposed to aspirate the blood or you're supposed to check by aspirating the blood so if you you know you pull the syringe back or the plunger back a little bit on the on the needle if blood comes out okay you're in a vein okay you have to take the needle out and, and do it all over again what you're supposed to do apparently is jab it into the muscle and 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 then just up you know administer the the dosage so I, I'm wondering if if that is directly why people are showing these this side effect is because it's actually being injected into the vein. It's possible, and, and I I haven't been able to find more information about that directly, but hearing from from some doctors are saying that 
that could be a possible reason as to why people are developing this this side effect. And so, yeah, that was from uh, the last article was from Global News. Uh, yeah, it just says Finland follows other Nordic countries by suspending Moderna vaccine. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, all links again will be in the description box below. And if you're actually watching or glancing at your YouTube or Rumble, uh, you'll see the articles as we're talking about them. Yeah, so, um, all right, with that, uh, let's get out of here. Yeah, thanks everybody for listening to our opinions on all this crap. So, uh, <laughs> we appreciate you taking your time out of your busy days to listen to us. Um, and also, don't forget to share, like, subscribe. Everything will be in the description box below where you can hear us, all the articles from the podcast. And, uh, yeah, come check us out. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. Um, yeah. Happy hump day. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, actually, quick, quickly. Giddy, giddy, What? Quickly for anyone. I don't know. Maybe I don't know if we should save this for Friday. But a couple new games are going to be coming out. So if uh, I think Friday. Yeah, you know what? Let's save it for Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. <laughs> back, for, back for Blood has was just released today. Oh. Mm, kind of looks promising. I'm a little leery of the in-game kind of stuff, but um, all right. So I guess I guess Fridays um, we're gonna have Nerd Game Day. Yeah, yeah. There's um, some really cool stuff. Looks like it's uh, just on the horizon, or uh, you know, we've already crash landed into it. So. Yeah. All right. With that, um, yeah. YouTube Rumble. Focus on Rumble. Rumble is a great platform. You know. Yeah, they're a little more right leaning, but you know what? They're not going to kick you off because you said, uh, you know, you, you you gave some bad information or wrong information or information. Period. So you know what? Check us out on Rumble. Rumble. They're uh, you know, hey, they're a Canadian company. Mm? What? If you're Canadian, yeah. Hey. Um. Uh, yeah, Rumble, uh, YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google Podcast, blah, 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 all that crap. Instagram, Facebook, we got a shitty Discord where we play games and talk shit. Um, Darn yeah. right. So if you ever want to play with us, you know, come check out the Discord channel. That'll be also in the description box below. And I'm sure you'll catch one of us in there, if not both. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, everyone have a good night. And... Uh, See you Friday. Bye, Kim. Bye, Tyler.